0: I think for me, I see friendship as more like a support system and romantic partnerships as like a caretaker, caregiving sort of relationships. But I think it's also just the way that we've been programmed to also put romantic relationships on a pedestal more than platonic friendships.
1: what's up lovely humans it's your host not your ghost yancy and you're listening to that's exciting the podcast first off montreal tumultuous weather in this season of winter i'm sick right now i'm just laying it out um that's what you hear in my voice currently we've had spring weather where snow melted and we were above zero celsius degrees to minus two 30 something it's been a journey that being said i am not a ghost and why i said that precisely and i thought it was funny (laughs) as you probably follow the podcast on instagram at that's exciting i did an announcement saying that the podcast is now becoming a monthly show i feel so grateful for all the support and the supportive messages that i've received in dms from people saying that they love the show, that the show is opening their horizon, that they relate to the show, and that they don't mind if the show is monthly, weekly, bi-monthly. They just love the content and want to keep hearing about the show. So I'll talk about that a bit more in the after show. So near the end of the episode, how that came about and all this stuff. But it was an important announcement. To say that the show is now becoming a monthly show. All right, so today I'm talking with one of my good friends, Naika, and we're having a check in on their friendship on the last day of Black History Month. Hell yeah! (laughs) Naika is a dear person to my heart, and she also has been one of my secret crushes. Hey girl. If you're listening to this, it's kind of awkward, but you knew that already. Um, I met nika and I was like, "Oh my God, who is this person? Wow And then, um one day I did tell her that I had a crush on her and she was like, "Yeah, I like you as a friend too." <laughs> and that was the end of that. I really, really appreciate her more so as a friend than anything and she's just a joy to be around. We laugh so much at everything and beyond. I thought it was a cool episode to just sit down and talk with her. We talked about the different types of intimacies. We talked about her experience with platonic friendship and her understanding of what they are. And we had a friendship check-in near the end of the episode. So without further ado, we're gonna jump right into the icebreaker of the show, The Sexual Green Flags. For the new listeners, sexual green flags are indicators that you'll have pleasurable, consensual, and safe sex.
0: Not taking yourself too seriously. I'm someone who loves to laugh a lot. So for me, when it comes to intimacy with someone or multiple people, when we can like understand the fact that. Body's a weird, body will do certain things And sometimes sounds And sometimes I might knee you in the pussy When I wasn't trying to But because we're like moving a certain way It happens and you know It's gonna be like, ow But like very, like I won't be able to like laugh about it Or just like, you know, make Mm -hmm. jokes Doing it, you know, still in a sexy vibe Did this happen? It happened, but it was not a sexual context And it's so funny Essentially I was it was, I was at a park with my bandmate and another friend mm-hmm. of ours. We were swinging on the swinging sets. She came, like, really close as I was going, like, down very fast. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. She turned in a way that made me, like, literally... The impact was my knee in her pussy. <laughs> it was, like, so painful. Contact. <laughs> Contact. Yeah, that's a hell of a sport. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if we talk about um, platonic intimacy... What is your definition of a platonic relationship?
0: A platonic relationship for me is a relationship where there's a lot of trust, a lot of care, Mm -hmm. mutual respect. A lot of understanding that quality time would be fluctuating because of other relationships in our life or other works in our life or other things that we do in our lives. As well as a lot of laughter, a lot of openness to like growth, a lot of being there for each other. Do you romance your friends? The romance. Hey. <laughs> do I romance my friends? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. I think there's certain things that I do that could be considered romantic. If I really want to see a friend and let's say a friend. Is in a financial situation where they do not feel comfortable, let's say, like going out as much or like doing certain things. Mm -hmm. But I really want to spend quality time with that person. And I know that, let's say, eating at restaurants is something that this friend and I have a lot in common and we love going out to eat and whatever. Then I would be like, well, I want to see you and I know it's something that we like to do. I'm going to pay for you and I'm going to take you out. And I think that's like romantic. That's, I think that's a, a form of romance with, with friendship. I think I do. Mm -hmm. I do think I have certain things that I do reserve for romantic partners. What would those things be? A different form of vulnerability present in romantic partnership, because a lot of the times romantic partnerships, we're looking for a sort of care. Taker, caregiver, that to me, there is a, a different sense of it in terms of like my romantic partnerships and with like friendship. I think for me, I see friendship as as more like a support system and romantic partnerships as like a caretaker, caregiving sort of relationships. But both of them have support in it. Yeah. But I think it's also just the way that we've been programmed to also put romantic relationships on a pedestal more than platonic friendships. If I reflect on my end, they're the same thing. The only thing that differs is if I'm um, the quality
1: time. So the amount of time that we spend together and me being romantically and physically attracted
0: to you. But otherwise I treat my friends like I would treat a partner. That's, that's like really interesting and beautiful. Cause at the end of the day, have you ever had a friendship breakups? Yes. Those suck. Yeah. Um, romantic relationships are taking as more, serious real intimacy because there is also this pre-programming that we have in the world that we live in where romantic relationship is the end goal for any sort of future companionship what types of intimacy would you share in a friendship that you wouldn't share
1: in your partnership and vice versa intimacy there are many types of intimacy and you may see them in your different relationships may that be a friendship a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship i'm referring to an article from verywellmind.com which i will link in the show notes and they describe five types of intimacy so let's get into it the first one is physical intimacy Physical intimacy oftentimes can be referred as sexual activities, but there's more to it. It can be through kissing, through cuddling, skin-to-skin touching, and also holding hands. Number two, emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy is all about being understood affirmed and cared for. So it's when you have a space to express yourself and share perhaps what your goals for the futures are, what you're currently struggling with, what your insecurities may be, and also feeling comfortable sharing the arrays of emotions you may be feeling. Number three, intellectual intimacy, which is, I think, my favorite. So this involves sharing ideas, sharing opinions, and asking one another questions. It's important to say that you may not agree with everything that you're sharing with the person, but having the space to be challenged, to be heard, and to share perspectives. Number five, experiential intimacy. So experiential is all about spending time together, pursuing activities together, and participating in each other's hobbies. And that's a way you can deepen your intimacy. Last but not least, number five, spiritual intimacy. So while referring to religious ideas and belief, it can also mean something more profound, like sharing values and actual beliefs. For example, this may include participating in religious practices or spiritual practices together, discussing spiritual topics, and spending time together while doing something revolving around religion or spirituality. And now that we covered the five types of intimacy, let's get back to the conversation.
0: Honestly, I would share all of them. I I think I would share all of them to certain degrees. It's kind of like what you said about the frequency of things. I think that plays a huge part because there are friendships that I would consider dabbling into sexual intimacy, but not all of them. The reason why is because sometimes some of my friends are like siblings to me. There's a friend of mine. She's practically a sister to me, you know? And so I would share all of these things with her in terms of, you know, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, intellectual intimacy, spiritual intimacy. But I just won't go into sexual intimacy or romantic intimacy. And I'm like, listen, a chosen family is a chosen family. I'm not about to like, (laughs) you know, like have sex with you. That's incest at this point.
1: Can we elaborate on the difference between romantic intimacy and emotional intimacy? Because vulnerability is equated to emotional intimacy. And that's like... And a lot of people's use the summum of what romantic partnership is built on.
0: I think there's like so much about romantic like intimacy that is not all about the feeling of love. Emotional intimacy, for me, is based on emotions. There's so many emotions other than love. And so what I mean for me by intimacy, emotional intimacy, is that like if I have a friend, that I can be emotionally intimate with is means that I can be vulnerable in the arrays of emotions that there are. I'm comfortable being angry. Mm. Let's say I'm comfortable being overwhelmed. I'm comfortable being agitated. And that doesn't mean in a way that I'm just going to snap at people, but in a way that like, if I am angry at something, I'm comfortable sharing that vulnerability with someone. And that's intimacy. That's to me is what the difference is between like emotional intimacy and romantic intimacy. Romantic intimacy, we're solely speaking about romance Mm -hmm. and romantic love. But obviously when love comes, you're vulnerable about other things. What's the line between a romantic relationship and a platonic relationship then? for me specifically, is I think it resembles some stuff that you said about building. I think there are different things that I want to build in my romantic partnerships versus what I want to build with my friendship relationships. I think it goes back to what I said about like caregivers, caretakers versus support bases. That is kind of like the line for me. Mm-hmm. All of these conversations that we're having about it just made me think about another one that I had with friends where we were talking about what makes a platonic friendship and why certain people don't want to engage in sexual intimacy with their friends. Let's say mm-hmm. we've talked about it already, but another point was that it's a lot of communication. So let's say for someone who like me, for example, I am non-monogamous, I'm polyamorous. And so you have so many conversations and you have to have so many check ins around like boundaries and stuff like that, and uh, the time that you can allocate capacity, all of the things mm. with the sexual partners or romantic partners or both that you have in potentially multiple partnerships but then let's say when you also bring sexual intimacy within other t- types of friendships it can be overwhelming because it feels like all that you're doing is just communicating all the time and just like having all of these conversations about like capacity mm-hmm. and like the time that you can allocate to things which can be a lot sometimes people are just like kind of what you said in the first definition just don't decide to not go into that mm-hmm. route with their mm-hmm. friends Just for the people that are listening that are not too familiar
1: with non-monogamy, can you elaborate a little bit on the communication aspect and the check-ins that you were talking
0: about? The conversations are usually about commitment, time, capacity, as well as the different things that people like want. Because there are, like, when we are talking about non-monogamy, we're talking about not just having one sexual partner or one romantic partner or one that is like, the two of them, but having multiple people that you share those relationship structures with. Then on top of that, that means there are multiple people that are involved and multiple people that are involved means different dynamics. As far as I know, nobody can read people's (laughs) minds in 2022. It's not like a thing. So... So it would be for everybody to be on, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Or if we're not on the same page, let's understand why. And if there's compromises that we can do so that people do feel comfortable. There's a lot of things that happen in relationships, whether monogamous or non-monogamous, where people just assume that that's what's happening, that that's what someone's thinking, that that's what someone's doing, that's, that's what someone's not doing, not thinking, and sometimes it can lead to obsessing over something and creating so many different scenarios. And there's nothing wrong with like checking in with your friends. You're like, oh, what do you think they meant by that? Or like, I don't know, it's weird, something's shifting or stuff like that. Obviously, communicating with your friends and having support and chances to talk about it out loud with other people can bring new perspective. At the end of the day, the only way that you're going to know is if you communicate with that person. That's why it's so important to communicate. But the thing is, you know, and I was talking about this with like my other friend, it's like, okay, then let's say again, you're a non-monogamous and then you have all of these conversations with the people that you're potentially seeing or seeing or whatever. And then on top of that, you're going to have them with your friends. It becomes a lot of conversations. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, Bro, yeah, you know like and so sometimes people just this just decide to not go that route with their friends because they're like i don't want to keep adding more conversations i just think in in platonic friendship you can have like so much growth to yourself just as much as romantic relationship also
1: that 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 goes to my follow-up question which is what can be learned from platonic relationships and
0: platonic friendships one thing that i think friendships do is is so great with romantic relationship. If you transfer it to that is understanding people's different capacities, capacity with time and commitment. Mm -hmm. I feel in general, we are more able to accept when time spent with friends or time spent talking with friends fluctuates than when we do with romantic partners, but it's, you know, and I feel like we're way more comfortable with things shifting in a friendship and totally, let's say i haven't talked to one of my friends in like two weeks but we understand we have a general understanding that we're busy we have other stuff going on but we still love the fuck out of each other mm-hmm. there's way more acceptance there and understanding than if it was a romantic partner that you hadn't talked in two weeks
1: speaking of check-in and everything that you've mentioned before where i trust you that if there's something you're gonna come to me and tell me yeah, it may take your time to process it, but we're there and we can have a conversation. And that's I love to have check in with friends and I love to have in in relationships just so everybody's on the same page. And, you know, you have also the space to say, like, actually, I've been thinking about this thing for a long time and I've been meaning to tell you. But I I know how to bring it up or have this space. And so I love to be able to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love to be able to create that space for um for my friends, specifically friends, relationships as well. But I feel like this is something that is not done in friendships enough.
0: Like check ins and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Check ins with friends. It's not I don't I don't feel like it's done enough. Yeah. So can we have as an example of how check in goes? Can we
0: have a check in on our friendship? Let's have a check-in on our friendship, Yancy, in front of the whole world.
1: Amazing! (laughs) Before diving into the check-in, let's hear from our sponsor, Sutil. When it comes to sexual pleasure, There's nothing I hated more than the feeling of drying out lube and the process of having to find a compatible and enjoyable lube for my silicone toys. If that's your case, Sutil is the perfect lube for you. I've been using Sutil Luxe for the past two years and let me tell you, the texture is amazing. It is so silky and really pleasurable, so I'm not changing my lube anytime soon. Sutil is a water-based, paraben and glycerin-free pea balance that's very important lube made with the finest botanical eco-certified ingredients made by two canadian women who understand the whys what's and how's they offer sutil in deluxe and rich formats optimal for any type of play perfect with condoms and your favorite toys enhance your experiences today for luxurious and silky pleasure choose sutil
0: and how would I start it? Being just like, hey, boo. <laughs> okay, now I was going to go like all in the French aspect because that's how I actually talk mm. to you. But like, we're not going to do this for the podcast. But uh,
1: We love the Quebecois. <laughs> we love the Quebecois.
0: Yeah. Hey, bitch. <laughs> How's it going? Miss you. Been a while. Would love to Would love to hang. I don't know, just a little check-in on a friendship. How you feeling? I know we haven't, like, spoken in a while or seen each other.
1: I feel like we haven't spent a lot of time this summer together, and I miss you. Right? I
0: miss you, too. Yeah. I feel like we only had, like, two kikis. Yeah. And then you got sick. <laughs> the last time you chugged Tabasco. Oh.
1: The last <laughs> time. I was so drunk that I dreamt that I pissed in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> This is all a dream, but during the night, I'm like, I really need to go to the toilet. And my dream was, I went in your closet.
0: I urinated all over your shoes. Oh, my shoes. While you were having this dream, I was sleeping peacefully.
1: I wake up. Oh, my God. Did I I pee in her closet? I remember looking at the floor, and I was like, there's no stain.
0: It may be evaporated. It's, it's evaporated, so have- bro. That's the first <laughs> thing that came to your mind. I'm just Yes. Saying. Also, the other math that you should have done is that I would have smelled pee oh. and would have been like, what the actual <laughs> fuck? <laughs> but I do appreciate our voice notes or like random calls here and there when we haven't seen each other in a bit i think i I do love it like either you call me or like i call Mm -hmm. you and then i'm like oh i just missed you and wanted to know like what's up like the other day i was like i just missed you and i wanted to know if you wanted to go like eat something Did we end up eating going eat? we, we did yeah we like we, stu- we stupid as hell i'm like the last time was this a lie the last we're time lying. Was, like, it was literally not lying. Too, it was literally not too long ago and we went to this restaurant and the, and you were petting this dog the entire time yes. it was literally yes. like three weeks ago yeah, right wow see you're right yeah
1: but yeah i i absolutely love that too where you just like send me random memes and i'm really appreciative of our voice memos and our humor and like (laughs) we (laughs) we keep in touch like that even though sometimes when we not talk for a while i just really appreciate um
0: yeah and then we talk and it's like nothing happen and then we check in mm-hmm. and then we dive deep into those Pisces feelings and then yeah. we sing some more and then uh we laugh more and then it's cute. Yeah. Uh,
1: something that I appreciate also is that the fact that um in your close cool stories you post about how you're feeling. Yes. Sure. Even if we're not like communicating often, I still have, you know, an idea of what's up and I'm able to like
0: show up and show support if ever. It's something that I try to do here and there because I've I've had issues with vulnerability and sometimes it's it's easier now for me to like reach out to people and talk about things. But we were talking about this a point where it's just like even talking about what's going on can be so draining. Like even if you know that the people are gonna be there and hear you and support you. And sometimes it's just I don't know I don't even wanna like do that and go through like talking to my close friends about it. So sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I just need to like vent it out and I do it in like a close friend story and I'm just like just send me stuff. And sometimes it's also just a way for me to be okay with being like more vulnerably open Mm -hmm. like exercises that i give do you feel like
1: sometimes i push vulnerability on you because you're like yeah i'm good i'm like are you good how's your
0: heart how is this going um no i don't feel pushed feeling pushed would be like a huge thing that it would make me uncomfortable and that's not something that i feel i do think what happens is that you're just like bitch and i'm like ha ha -ha." (laughs) And like, it's like a funny interaction because as Pisces, we do that a lot. And then when I I am actually just like, and then you're like, okay, you should though. Like everything's good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, you know, and then you're like, you're not, you know, if you were pushy, you would push more. Mm -hmm. What would you like more in our friendship? There was an exercise that I did recently, like a therapy where they asked me to write six emotions, whatever kind of emotions they were, and then six names. And your name was part of it. And I think... really. Yeah. And the the, um, I don't remember what the emotion was, but it was like a positive emotion. I think it was calm. No, either calm, ease or excited. And I was talking about it and I was like, oh, yeah, like it's the kind of friendship where I feel like a lot of laughter, a lot of openness, a lot of vulnerability, a lot of care. And then... Every time it would land on an emotion and a person, my therapist would be like, do you think something can be improved for that feeling just to, to to be there? With you, I said no. So I don't think there's like something I would need more of our relationship. I think I would say something that I would want more. Like I would want to like hang out more. Yes. Our schedule of not liking each other for real, for real yeah no and when I say like see like want to like see you more like you know like do like workout activities together or like you know like we've been trying to go to the woods for a while
1: see interestingly this is I haven't thought about that being an activity like the workout is something that I haven't explored because I think my mind was so fixated on how we would hang out before so like in 2021 that would be more let's hang out at the park let's hang out with friends hang out at the restaurant let's go take a drink and so I think yeah. I kind of had a narrowed vision and it's really cool to know like, no, mm. I can see you and like, you know, go exercise and that's going to be great. Mm. And now that like you said that, that you know, it can look different ways. I think as I said, I was so
0: narrowed vision. And there's like stuff that I can like propose to like, I don't think I've but I'm trying to, I'm doing that more with people also. I'm working out more with people That's and like cool. going outside more with people and bike ride. I went to the woods yesterday with a friend and I've never thought I would do that. I think also things are feeling more possible again in a way to just like, um, like be out and not you know, like there's obviously a lot of anxiety around because mm, COVID, COVID is like still there. A lot I think people things. are trying, yeah, monkeypox, all, all things. But I think what is, what I mean by that is that people are being more creative about the ways that they can hang out with each other because, because of all of that. I would love more yeah. creativity on,
1: on both of our ends. Yeah. Is there something that you've been holding on that you'd like to tell me?
0: Damn, everyone's getting the tea in this podcast. Um, <laughs> No I have a question no. for you uh, Go ahead Wait, no, What yes. were you going to say Well I was like <laughs> I was like, um, may, like But we've We've recently talked a little bit more about it what? Me seeing this person But you know who I'm talking about I'm all chill with yeah, it But that's it But that's like something that I'm like Oh I guess like now we talk a little bit more about it But that's it
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah, Give, yeah, yeah I understand Yeah I understand yeah.
0: Does that make you feel awkward No no, because we had a conversation about it. But but like when you asked me a question about it, like recently, I was like, oh, that's cute. But I had told you, yeah, I know. But you just, but like you told me that you were like, oh yeah, cute. But never like in. No, that, I had told you. That was kind of like your first time asking. Me I a had question. told you I was like, I'm actually cool now.
1: If you we want to talk about it, or if I ask you questions.
0: Oh yeah, you're I right. It was me. I
1: didn't say anything. I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut that part out.
0: <laughs> ah. So
1: my question to you is Remember that night When we were at the bar Mm, Yeah I feel like your vibe was off Okay Was your vibe off Or is it me
0: Maybe projecting some stuff Or Maybe I don't know I feel like I was I feel like I was very tired that day Makes sense I think I was also a bit like Overwhelmed Because there were so many people Yeah (laughs) I think also what happening? No you're right I think what was happening Is that I needed to be like At so many different places At the same time (laughs) Because was like,
1: coincidentally it was the first time that you saw me and my partner out and i was like is
0: this no i thought it was very cute okay. i was like all all over the place i was like oh my god yeah I was like, oh a football play like great also this is the only place that i it's like cool because the entire bar was like so hot full it was hot it was full
1: well nika is there anything that you want to share
0: <laughs> No, there's nothing I want to share other than that. How about you? Is there anything else that you would like to share? I just miss you. I miss your face too.
1: A huge thank you to Nykaa for coming on the show and having this conversation. I love your vulnerability. I love your ability to communicate your ideas so clearly. And I just love you as a person. I really appreciate check-ins with friends and just be able to have these conversations and for me this falls under intellectual intimacy when I'm able to connect with my friends with people in my circle and even strangers about topics and just share opinions um sometimes it doesn't fall under intimacy sometimes it's just an intellectual exchange but i feel that this is really amazing to be surrounded with people who are able to challenge me and challenge the way i think about things and the way i perceive the world and complement my experience with their enriching stories and experiences. Um, That's why I love being surrounded with people from different walks of life um, because to me, it would be fairly boring if the people I was around all had the same story and would not challenge my thinking and expand my curiosity of the world beyond the curiosity that I have now. Yeah, I I guess that for me is my, my favorite type of intimacy speaking of which intimacy conversations podcast yes the podcast is now a monthly show and to be honest it's been a tumultuous journey to navigate because um we're vulnerable let's be vulnerable i felt like a failure the first time that i pushed a show for being bi-monthly because i was so focused on starting my journey and becoming a sex educator and so in my head and from all the resources and all the things that i've read online and the consultations that i've done with content creators you need to put out content 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 otherwise the algorithm is not in your favor and so i was ready i started that journey i did the most i could i was working on um as a freelancer so i had gigs But I had time to dedicate to this podcast. Then my grandma passed away and life just shifted and I got accepted to university and priorities kind of shifted, if I can say. I I started the job at uni, I still had contracts and I was studying and... I really wanted to do the show. Every weekend, I would crash. My body would just be like, girl, you need to sleep. And I chose health over algorithm. I chose health over a a rapid growth, I guess, in the sense that one piece of content a week was a way to build my visibility quicker um, and for people to associate me with, hey, oh yes, you do this show. And then potentially having more people listen to the show. But I decided to go with my health and the capacity that I had at that time. Second time around, same thing happened. The workload of university got heavier and the text, if I'm completely honest, I sometimes have to read the text two times, three times in order to understand. And so that started to become a dense part of the work of just my occupation. So I was struggling to do two pieces of content a month, if I'm being completely honest, while keeping up with everything that was going on. And I felt like a failure for a long time, not being able to put out as much content as I said that I was going to do it. And in my head, I was like, is there any value in producing one episode a month? Would people care to listen if it's once a month? And I did the announcement on Instagram and I had people telling me that it was okay and that they didn't mind and they just loved the content, the conversations, the angles, the experiences that are shared on the podcast. And so I decided to go ahead and do something that I Beard taking time for myself and doing the podcast in a way that is sustainable and also another disclaimer i don't i noticed that i've when talking about producing the show uh i've noticed that i've shared a lot about you know the work that i do and doing some freelance and university and all that and to an extent it may felt braggy but that was never my intention when i listen back to it i'm like it sounds like the i'm too busy type of person I'm always busy and I guess that stems from well are you busy doing something you love or am I in so many different is my hand in so many different parts that I don't have capacity to cater to my own needs and you know I preach about check-ins and I preach about communication and I guess I I haven't checked in with myself and communicated with myself so I guess what I'm trying to say is looking back I do see that I was like help me (laughs) I do have amazing people that are helping me Jen on the Instagram social media and Sade on TikTok doing the reposting and I'm just grateful to be surrounded with so many supportive people people who listen to the show, who tune in every now month, people who want to be a part of these conversations from all the guests that have been on the show and the ones that you're going to listen to in the future, and for me to listen to myself. I think in the sphere of content creation, it's a lot on productivity, 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 and put out content, put out content, but I'd rather be punished by the algorithm gods. (laughs) than being tired all the time i want to do something meaningful and i want to do it right and i'm choosing the road of sustainability but yeah overall that's been a a tough decision to make um and these are my raw uh, my raw emotions and you're you're hearing about the process of the show and and its evolution where as i said it started as a weekly show then bi-monthly and now it's a monthly show. And I'm okay with that. And I hope you're and for the journey as well of conversations. As usual, follow the podcast on Instagram at That's Exciting. And please leave a review and rate the show. This really helps with the algorithm gods. And I think I'll, I'll leave you on this reflection. When was the last time you checked in with yourself? And when was the last time that you did something that scared you but ultimately made you happier in the end on this note take care of yourself and your loved ones and stay curious because that's exciting that's
0: exciting
1: before we leave, on production team, recording, editing, and sound design by yours truly, myself, Yancy. Special thanks to Jane P for her assistance on production. The official That's Exciting Anthem by Calder Nash. The amazing vocals on the track by Mel Pacifico. That's all for today's episode, and until next week, stay curious, because that's exciting.
0: Baby, come